Good morning, and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Saturday, February 17th. On today's show, take a peek inside Alphabet's $7 billion growth stage investing arm, Capital G, and find out how things work. Plus, Wise cameras reportedly allow owners to see into a stranger's home, and we'll discuss how Amazon and SpaceX are quietly trying to demolish national labor law. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with a look at Alphabet's growth stage venture arm, Capital G. Almost a year ago, Layla Sturdy was named the new head of this unit as the founder, David Louis, stepped down. Sturdy, who joined Google in 2007 and was recruited by Louis for Capital G in 2013, has been steering the ship through what has been a challenging year for many investors. We have Bella with us today to discuss more about Sturdy's leadership and Capital G's operations. So Bella, how has Sturdy's management style differed from her predecessors? Sturdy has continued to lead investments and serve on several boards, but she has also been focusing on team development and firm expansion. She has been instrumental in bringing more investors to Capital G. Can you tell us more about the team at Capital G and their approach to investments? Capital G has around 50 people on its team. Their model is to find ways that Google and Alphabet can assist their portfolio companies. Over the last couple of years, they've had over 3,500 different senior advisors inside of Alphabet help partner with their portfolio companies. This assistance ranges from pricing analysis and scaling infrastructure to marketing and setting up sales incentives. That's quite a resource pool. How does Capital G facilitate this access to senior advisors? One example is their partnership with the Google training team who does AI and ML training for Google engineers. They've given their portfolio companies access to the same training and hundreds of engineers inside their portfolio have gone through it. It's part of Google's culture of knowledge sharing that Sturdy has brought into Capital G. What about concerns over data privacy and potential misuse of information? Sturdy has emphasized that everything is opt-in from the portfolio company's standpoint. They don't share any portfolio company data with Alphabet and vice versa. They act as the intermediary to find win-win situations where they exist. How are investment decisions made inside Capital G? Capital G has an investment committee composed of Sturdy and three other general partners. They bring deals to the investment committee and decisions are made as a committee. They typically invest between $50 million and $200 million in each company, focusing on about seven or eight new companies a year. What about their returns? How successful have their investments been? While they don't share their returns publicly, Sturdy has mentioned some of their successful investments, such as Stripe, which she led the Series D round in 2017 at a $9 billion valuation. The company's valuation ran up to $95 billion before being reset at $50 billion last year. What about their funding? How is Capital G financed? Capital G invests out of discrete funds, so yearly annual funds. They currently have $7 billion in assets under management, dating back to 2013. With the IPO market stalled and other late-stage investors investing less, is Capital G buying up secondary shares? Sturdy has mentioned that they are very focused on partnerships with the CEO and the management team. 
They only invest if they have engagement with the CEO and direct data from the company. They have bought secondary shares, but they don't disclose specific companies. What about their AI strategy? How are they approaching this area? Capital G is as excited about AI as everyone else. They have a team focused on it within Capital G, and they have advisors within Google who have enabled them to lean into even more technical bets. They're looking at places where there's real technical differentiation and where workflow and existing distribution is less important. One company they've backed is Magic, which is focused on building an AI software engineer. That was Simply Tech reporter Bella, providing insights into the operations and strategies of Capital G under the leadership of Layla Sturdy. In a shift from corporate strategies to security concerns, we turn our attention to WISE, the company known for its smart home devices, which has confirmed a security issue where some users were able to see thumbnails of cameras that were not their own. This is not the first time WISE has faced such an issue. Abby, a correspondent for Simply Tech, is here to tell us more about this incident. Yes, David. At least a dozen WISE users were able to briefly see into a stranger's property because they were shown an image from someone else's camera. This issue was reported by users on Reddit who found images from unfamiliar locations, including porches and living rooms, appearing on their WISE app. Some of these images were even from entirely different time zones. That's quite alarming. How has WISE responded to this? WISE co-founder David Crosby confirmed the issue, linking it to an overload and corruption of user data following an AWS outage. He assured that WISE did not connect live feeds or send videos to the wrong users, just the alert thumbnails. As soon as the reports came in, WISE took down the events tab and added an extra layer of verification for each user before they could see thumbnails. They are also force logging out all users who have used the WISE app today to reset tokens. But this isn't the first time WISE has had a security issue, is it? No, it's not. In fact, this is the second time a WISE error has allowed strangers to briefly peek inside others' homes. Two years ago, WISE was found to have swept a security vulnerability under the rug for three years, never notifying its customers that their unpatchable V1 cameras could have theoretically let hackers access video feeds over the internet. What impact might this have on WISE's reputation and user trust? Well, such repeated security breaches can significantly erode user trust. After the previous incident, the New York Times stopped recommending WISE cameras, noting that WISE never reached out to its customers or provided meaningful details about the incident. It remains to be seen how WISE will handle this latest breach and whether it can regain the trust of its users. That was Simply Tech reporter Abby with an update on a developing situation. Now let's shift our focus to a recent legal filing where Amazon has claimed that the National Labor Relations Board, or NLRB, is unconstitutional. This follows similar allegations from SpaceX and Trader Joe's, companies that, like Amazon, have faced labor law violations from the federal agency. This is seen as Amazon's latest attempt to block union organizing in its fulfillment centers. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about these allegations? Certainly, David. Amazon's claim is that the structure of the NLRB is unconstitutional because its administrative law judges are insulated from presidential oversight, which they argue violates the separation of powers. 
They also take issue with the NLRB's ability to fine a company for unfair labor practices after a hearing rather than a full jury trial. And what has been the response to these allegations? Seth Goldstein, the legal counsel for Trader Joe's United and the Amazon Labor Union, has dismissed these claims as a cover to bust unions. He argues that judges need protections to remain independent, just like federal judges, and that the courts do have jurisdiction over decisions by the board. How could these allegations impact American workers? If these threats against the NLRB are successful, American workers could lose workplace protections that they've had for almost a century. The NLRB is largely shaped by the current president. And under President Joe Biden, it has been friendly toward workers' causes. However, a change in administration could significantly alter that, making it more likely for corporations to be successful in attempts to strike down long-standing labor law. What's the likelihood of these allegations succeeding? Goldstein believes that this is a real threat to workers, especially if there's a change in the administration. However, it's important to note that these are just allegations at this point, and it remains to be seen how they will play out in court. Thanks for that report, Michael. Now let's switch gears to another tech story. The first official glimpse of Android 15 is here, and it's bringing a host of under-the-hood tweaks aimed at strengthening communication between hardware and software. This comes at a time when Google is tightening its working relationship with Samsung. Here to discuss this further is James, a correspondent for Simply Tech. Can you tell us more about these updates? Certainly, David. The updates in Android 15 are largely focused on improving the platform's overall health and working more closely with hardware partners. This is particularly important if Google aims to compete with Apple, a company known for its seamless hardware and software integration. The first developer preview is available now, with public betas expected this spring. What are some of the key updates we can expect in Android 15? A number of updates relate to Android's dynamic performance framework, which manages how power-intensive apps interact with the phone's power system. These tweaks aim to help the device better respond to demands on its GPU, CPU, and thermal systems, and help apps with long-running background tasks operate with power efficiency. Other updates focus on privacy, including stronger protections against malware and the latest version of the Privacy Sandbox, an initiative to find ways for apps to maintain user privacy in a post-cookie world. Are there any other notable features in this update? Yes, there are a few more. Android 15 supports the partial screen recording feature, introduced in one of Android 14's quarterly platform release betas. This allows users to record just the content of an app, rather than the entire screen. The update also improves the camera experience in third-party apps, with low-light image previews appearing brighter and app developers being able to adjust flash intensity. How do these updates position Android in the smartphone market, especially in comparison to Apple? While Android phone sales continue to trail behind Apple's in the US, these updates could help change that. Apple's adoption of RCS this year will improve cross-platform messaging, potentially making it less daunting for users to switch from an iPhone to Android. Additionally, the closer ties between Samsung and Google could strengthen the integration between Android software and hardware across the ecosystem, helping these companies compete more effectively with Apple. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks, James. 
And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.